Hello and welcome to another episode of The Messed Up Gardener. I'm your host for today. My name is Esther Aiken. and I'm absolutely buzzed to be here. I have had such an awesome week. I have been wintering down my bees, getting them ready, basically pushing them down into their bottom boxes so that they can start conserving all their resources and things so they survive through winter. But because we've had such a shitty season over the last, well, year, the girls haven't quite produced enough honey, which means I've got to feed them with top feeders during winter. And hopefully that's enough to boost them in spring. Normally in winter, I take a bit of a break and the girls literally go to sleep, although in some urban areas they continue to forage for winter flowers, etc. But normally that would be my time to work on getting my bee gear cleaned up, tidied up, ready for spring, that sort of thing. So I suspect my seasons are going to still be very, very busy trying to keep them from starving. But I digress. Over the last week, I was asked by a listener what some tips were to growing healthy seedlings, hence today's topic. And truthfully, being nearly six months deep into the Messed Up Gardener podcast recording, I can't believe I haven't covered such an important topic as yet. So that's pretty much the reason I decided that it was time, definitely time to start looking at this particular topic. So before I get stuck in today's topic, just a quick reminder that I have two freebies. One is the nasturtium pesto recipe and the second is that 12-step guide to healthy soil. Reach out and I'll get them through to you. Also, if you're looking at planning your garden or you just need some one-on-one garden coaching, reach out, either DM me or email and jump into my one-on-one private coaching containers. If you're looking at starting or already have a gardening-related business, then again, my one-on-one private business development container may be more suitable. My contact details are in the show notes. If that's something you're interested in, please do holler out and let's have a chat. Now, let's explore today's topic. I have titled it From Seed to Sprout, Secrets to Growing Healthy Seedlings. Again, it's going to be one of those jam-packed episodes, so you may have to listen to it again because there's going to be so many basically tips and tricks as to how to get in there. So growing (laughs) growing healthy seedlings requires some patience and practice, but it can be done. I spent a lot of time growing seedlings and I must confess I've always done it messy and some epic fails have happened so I've learned from experience and I follow a number of these tips myself which is why I know they work but I'll you know get straight into it so starting obviously the first big tip starting with quality seed ensures High quality seed will have a higher germination rate, meaning more of the seeds will sprout and grow into healthy plants. So better germination. Quality seed will produce plants that are more resistant to pests and diseases resulting in a higher yield of healthy crops. So improved yield. Using quality seed ensures that the resulting plants will be more uniform in size, shape and quality, allowing for easier harvesting and processing. So consistency, because I've known, I've noticed in the past where you've got sort of a mixed baggie of seed with regards to sizing and things like that. And some seeds germinate faster, some slower, some just 
not at all. So having good quality seed really does make a difference. And starting with good quality seed can help promote sustainable agriculture by reducing the need for synthetic inputs and promoting biodiversity in the ecosystem. And that's obviously covering that sustainability element and that's my ecology side coming out. Right, so big tip number two, make sure your potting soil is light and airy. Yes, I know that sounds a bit fluffy, ducky kind of syndrome-y, but it's so important to have a good seed raising mix and it has to be sort of sterilized and it has to be all those good things. So basically having it light and airy provides ample space for roots to grow and spread out, leading to a healthier and stronger plants. So again, allows for that proper root growth, which is basically the foundation of your plant starting out strong and healthy. The loose structure of the light soil allows for better water drainage and absorption, preventing waterlogged soil that can lead to root rot. So we don't like rot, definitely not in our seedlings. Good soil aeration is critical for the health of your plants and light soil helps air circulate through the soil and reach the roots. So basically promoting that air circulation around the roots, which is super important because if they, well, if they don't have enough air pockets around the roots, then you're basically suffocating them. Right, so that's not cool. Dense soil can become compacted over time, which inhibits that root growth and that water absorption. So light soil prevents this from happening again, keeps those air pockets open for the water flowing through and for the air to circulate in the basically that whole photosynthesis happening. Right? So seedlings have delicate roots that require gentle soil that won't smother and damage them and that light and area soil is perfect for starting seeds and promoting healthy growth. That's as I mentioned, having that basically that friable, that time, you know, spent and money spent, sorry, on the seedling raising mix is so important because you'll get it back tenfold. Now, this is something that I know a lot of people go, yeah, she'll be right, especially in New Zealand with our Kiwi attitude. And we're not very good at following instructions. So number three, big tip here, plant your seeds according to the directions on the package. So following the seed packet instructions ensures that your plants have the best chance of growing and thriving. The instructions typically include information about soil type, sun exposure and watering needs specific to that plant variety. Planting seeds too closely together can lead to overcrowding which can cause stunted growth, disease and even death of the plants. Following the packet instructions for spacing helps ensure that each plant has enough room to grow. Seed packets often provide information about when to sow the seeds to ensure optimal growth. Planting too early or too late can result in poor growth, reduced yields or even failure to thrive. Planting according to the instructions can save you money by reducing waste. When you plant seeds too close together or at the wrong time, you may need to purchase more seeds to replace those that don't grow. So not only is it costing you time, it's costing you money, and it's costing you reduced yields. Following the instructions on the seed packet can lead to a larger yield of healthy, high-quality produce. Poorer 
planting techniques and timing can increase the number, sorry, proper, my goodness, what was I thinking? Proper planting techniques and timing can increase the number of plants that grow to maturity, resulting in a more abundant harvest. Can't even read my own writing, my goodness. Yes, I'm recording this quite late at night, so apologies, and the light's terrible. But anyway, number four, provide your seedlings adequate light, right? Adequate light is crucial for seedlings to grow properly. Without enough light, they can become leggy, weak, and prone to disease. Light is essential for photosynthesis, the process by which plants produce food. Without enough light, photosynthesis is limited, and the seedlings may not have enough energy to grow. Insufficient light can cause seedlings to stretch or elongate, which weakens their stems and can make them more susceptible to damage. Seedlings are grown in low light conditions, are more likely to develop diseases and fungal infections, which can kill or damage the plants. When seedlings receive enough light, they develop into strong, healthy plants with vibrant colours and good yields. Providing adequate light ensures that you will have a successful and healthy crop. So a little side note here, if you're growing indoors, it's important to either use a light or an LED bulb to provide the necessary light. So if you, there's so much information out there with regards to growing indoors, there are obviously certain um, type of plants that are known to be grown indoors that have obviously had a lot of research behind them and that information is available all through YouTube and things like that. You can do hydroponics and all sorts of things indoors as well, which there is plenty of information about grow lights in there. Some of the information is really always current and up to date and definitely worth checking out. So if you're growing your salad greens, muslin is a really good one, which is basically a salad mix that you can grow on mats. Um, and you can grow them indoors without any problems. So you've always got some salad greens nearby. Number five. Okay, so this one is a no-brainer, but I'm going to mention it anyway. So water your seedlings regularly. Aim for moist soil, but avoid overwatering. So watering seedlings regularly ensures that they receive the necessary nutrients to grow healthy and strong. Consistent moisture in the soil promotes root development, which leads to a more robust plant. And regular watering helps prevent transplant shock when moving seedlings to a new location or container. Proper watering can also protect seedlings from extreme weather conditions such as heat or drought. And adequate water supply can increase seedling yield and overall plant productivity. I have to put a note here. So it's a fine balance between dry, wet and too wet. And if you have the wet to too wet you know, more balanced towards that side of the spectrum, then you do look at the risk of dampening off or having root rot and again losing your seedlings. It's very much a practice makes improvement kind of thing and everybody's done it where they've lost seedlings due to overwatering. So it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's just one of those things that you learn as you go. And it is it is walking a bit of a tightrope. It is walking a very much a fine line when it comes to watering, especially seedlings. Every seed is different, so it's not, or every plant is different. So some require more water, some require less. So it is, again, very much something that you kind of learn over time. If it's something that you are struggling with, don't worry, it gets easier. 
Now number six, okay, so not everybody does this, but I like to do it in some form or shape because I know that this particular method does actually, or tip does actually produce really good results, which is fertilizing your seedlings. So Fertilizing your seedlings provides them with the necessary nutrients to grow healthy and strong. Seedlings require a steady supply of essential nutrients to thrive. Fertilizing helps ensure they receive the proper balance of nutrients to prevent deficiencies. Fertilizing your seedlings can increase the yield of your plants by providing them with the necessary nutrients to produce more fruit and veggies. Healthy plants are better able to resist pests and diseases. Fertilizing your seedlings can help improve overall health and increase the resistance to these type of problems. Now, fertilizing your seedlings help them grow faster and healthier, which can save you time and effort in the long run. Using a liquid or slow-release fertilizer can also make the process easier and more convenient. Just make sure you read the label instructions on the liquid fertilizer or the uh, actual slow release fertilizer because some of them may be too strong for the type of seedlings that you are growing. For example, if you're using wormweed created in your garden, make sure you reduce it down or dilute it heavily so that you're not actually burning your seedlings with the nitrogen levels in that actual liquid fertilizer. It's really important. You can also potentially over fertilize, so I wouldn't recommend more than a uh, light or very weak dusting of fertilizer liquid if you're going to be water using it in a water form and don't do it more than once a week in the optimum growing season if the, sl the growth is a little bit slower then definitely do not give as much feed it's the same with houseplants etc you give them a really good feed at the beginning of spring and then you give them a bit of a feed at, during the beginning of summer and that's but not necessarily all year round unless you've got consistent growing temperatures in your home but again just be very mindful that some fertilizers can actually do more harm and potentially burn your seedlings so just follow the instructions all right tip number seven monitor your seedlings for signs of disease pests or other problems so monitoring your seedlings regularly can help you catch any signs of disease, pests or other problems early on before they have a chance to spread and cause more damage. By monitoring your seedlings, you can take preemptive measures to avoid potential problems such as improving soil drainage or using organic pest control methods. If you catch problems early, you can take action to save your seedlings and prevent the need for costly replacements or extensive interventions down the line. By keeping a close eye on your seedlings, you can ensure they are getting the nutrients and environment they need to thrive, leading to stronger, healthier plants. Ultimately, monitoring your seedlings seedlings can lead to a better harvest with more robust and productive plants that yield higher quality crops. Again, I can't stress enough how important it is to make sure that the tools and equipment you are using, especially when working around seedlings that have yet to build up that pest plant sort of disease resistance, keep your tools clean and make sure you're not transferring potential pests and diseases while you're working with them and risking obviously your crop. So in summary, why is it so important to grow healthy seedlings? Well, 
Growing healthy seedlings is important because they are the foundation for producing healthy, mature plants that will bear fruits or flowers. Healthy seedlings are more resistant to pests and diseases, have stronger root systems and are more likely to survive transplanting. Starting with healthy seedlings sets the stage for a successful growing season and a bountiful harvest. Growing seedlings does not have to be an expensive operation and some quick cost-effective ways to grow seedlings includes using homemade starting mix, starting seeds in recycled containers such as egg cartons or yogurt cups and using natural light or inexpensive grow lights. Additionally, regularly watering and providing proper ventilation can also help promote healthy seedling growth. Now, if you're a beginner to growing from seeds, some of the easiest vegetable crops to grow are Tomatoes, for example, in New Zealand, sow them in late August to early February. Cucumbers in New Zealand, sow in September through to early January. Carrots in New Zealand, sow in September through to early April. And again, that's variety dependent, summer all year round. You just have to obviously read the packet instructions and get a, you know, even ask advice um, from your local garden centre to see which is going to be appropriate. Beans, yum, in New Zealand, so in mid-October through to early January, and that's variety dependent. In this particular instance, I'm talking more about my scarlet runner, scarlet runner beans. And number five, now this is something I used to grow with my daughter when she was younger because it is such an easy crop to grow, and you get consistent harvest, and you're doing all the things, you're planting, you're thinning, you're harvesting, and you are doing succession planting with this particular little crop. And I'm talking about the humble radish. Radish. <laughs> radish. So again, there's lots of different varieties out there. There's some that are obviously more spicier than other, and it's a little crop vegetable or root um, root crop so just be mindful when it comes to obviously rotating those crops through your soil and don't always plant them in the same place because again that's the whole plant pests disease management crop rotation plan that you would be having with your garden so hopefully with these tips you'd be on your way to growing healthy seedlings in no time so I did remember this time to do my plant of the week and in the spirit of the season, I'm doing the humble broad bean. I know it's not everybody's favorite, but it is definitely one that is a joy to grow because you always tend to get a good crop. It does, It's the flowers are very, very pretty and they do provide a little bit of food for bees and bumblebees and things like that during the, the colder season. And really, they're just yummy. I think they're yummy anyway. So the broad bean is planted March through to July in New Zealand. They do need some protection in winter months and are best grown in sunny locations and they do require a bit of support to grow. They do better if they're planted at least 20 centimetres apart in rows of 60 centimetres apart. They don't mind being in more clayish based soil. So if you've got a crappier soil, then it's definitely a crop that will still produce good yields. They are a really healthy substitute and are packed with minerals, including iron, magnesium, folate, copper, zinc, as well as vitamins B and C, fibre and protein. These beans need to be depotted and boiled for a few minutes in water. So Everybody, well, not everybody, but I've had a few people ask me how I actually eat them because they aren't exactly the tastiest of morsels on their own. 
but I like to have mine with a little bit of olive oil, lemon juice, and a bit of salt and pepper. And I mean, they're just yummy that way. So obviously depod a little bit of a boil over and then give them a dash of olive oil and a little bit of lemon juice and salt pepper. Real simple, easy to do. And it is, I know it's not very exciting for kids, but yeah, you know, what veggie is. Um, I know my daughter, she just, she used to <laughs> squish them in her fingers, pull the face and go, yeah, I don't want these. But as she's got older and realised that mummy's just not changing the type of veggies I'm feeding her, she's started to, well, eat them. So I suppose it's just a matter of, you know, sticking it in front of them and seeing how they do. But I hope this episode was helpful. Please reach out if there was any gardening topics you'd like me to cover and I'll see what I can come up with for you. So till next week, have an incredibly abundant week and don't forget gardening can happen in any space, in any place and on any budget. Buzz you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I would love to hear about your gardening adventures. Flick me a DM on Instagram at The Messed Up Gardener or send me an email and let's connect. Don't forget to check out my gardening reels on TikTok. If you are looking for some help planning your next garden project or just need some one-on-one private coaching, reach out and let's get growing. If you have a garden-related business or you're looking at starting a gardening business, including arboriculture, land clearing, firewood or a general plant growing and selling business, let's work together in my one-on-one private business development coaching container. Having helped my clients grow several six-figure plus businesses, including from startup to working on million-dollar open space management contracts for many years now. Let me help you and let's grow your business so you can leapfrog your profits and establish a viable and sustainable business. If you're looking for a business podcast, check out my The Let's Buzz You Up podcast available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If this episode was at all helpful, please share with others and let's get growing in any space, in any place and on any budget. Till next time, happy gardening and buzz you later.